Hello and welcome to the Cricket Illawarra podcast. I'm here as always and steaming in from the pavilion is Daniel McGookin. Hey guys, how are we? Alright, first off we've got to pol- pol- uh, apologise for the last couple of weeks. Daniel McGookin's been very busy playing with it and has kind of neglected all of you out there. Oh, I'll set the blame for this one, but we've got a bumper podcast episode coming up. We've got interviews with the player of the week, Kieran Richards, coming off right century for Kira on the weekend. Absolutely smashed it. We've also got a nice little chat with Dale Skiffley, captain of the table-topping Dapdo Cricket Club, so it'll be good to get an insight into how their season's going. We've also got an interview with captain of the recently announced country cricket Illawarra team, Tim Laws, chatting all things cricket and also a bit of a talk about how his Wollongong team is travelling for season 2016-17. And finally, we have a chat with the dynamic duo, the McRae brothers. It'd be great to hear about the backyard cricket between those two boys. Got to be intense rivalry there. Alright, Danny boy, we'll lead up straight into it. Who impressed you first up? Oh, i got to say probably Dapdo. They, they, they were able to, the only match against Wollongong with their two-day game, and they cleaned them up from the opening whistle, opening bowl, and um, got them out for a short 168, just kept going. Solid performance by them. They batted very well. They When they had their chance, a solid 280, I think it was. Either way, convincing win. They'll be happy. Yeah, 9 for 275, Dapdo got him replied to the 168. Um, Dapdo sent them in. They were confident in their bowlers um, out at Red Oval. And a nice Pfeiffer from Shannon Bonney um, was a big trigger in the Wollongong collapse. So credit to him. Exactly right. A big win by the right end of the season. What about you? What, what, what scores impressed you throughout the weekend, Cam? What impressed me? Actually, it wasn't even a win. It was University coming very close to Coromel. They haven't done a great deal so far. Uni, I was pretty impressed that they got this close, really. They played well. Yeah, you, you make it sound like they can't play. They're a capable first-grade team. They're a first-grade team, but they have had, if they're honest, have been inconsistent this year, and they have a good performance. It's good for them. So this game was played at Zeem's Oval. It was... Um, 50 over game each way. Um, Coromel probably a bit below par, around par 220, with Curtis Trindle leading the way with a nice 113 century. And then Uni, two overs short, all out, 11 runs short. The problem was for them, they got a lot of starts. They got guys like Pays, Chapel getting the 40s, but no one pushed onto that 60, 70, 80 when you need that 220 plus score, which is disappointing, I guess. And I also give a rap to Coromel's saviour, McDevitt. Taking a fiver, he got three of the top five out. Um, played a big role in the Coromel victory. That's when you want your wicket, sir. He didn't skittle the tail or anything. He was the guy up front. Took them all. Well, I'm very happy to skittle the tail. That's what you used to do. It's like a hat-trick, isn't it? I'll skittle the tail every day. <laughs> eight, ten, eight, nine, and ten. Hat-trick for Duken. <laughs> yeah, it all counts. <laughs> Um, how did you see the Balgowney versus Paul Kembler match over at King George? Not a bad game at all. Um, in the end, Balgowney got up. Three for 206. Batted very well. Uh, uh, Berwick continued his great form. Also selected in the country Illawarra team. Congratulations to him out there. And Paul Kembler, they hit six for 204. Was never looking like it was going to be enough. Never like it was going to be quite enough. And I guess Balgowney did it pretty comfortably in the end. 
Yeah, only 32.5 overs to chase it down. I think I saw the pictures circulating on social media of the bushfires raging near the Oval. I think that might have quickened up their pace. <laughs> I um, want that points before they left. <laughs> yeah. Well, got to give a credit to um, Paul Kembler actually making a decent total. Is really off the back of a fifth wicket stand between Ryan Madison and Daniel Lee. 140 runs. Other than that, they, they were looking dire straits. Yeah, they were about four or five for 30 or 40, weren't they? Yeah, I believe so. Um, also, we, we, the game at Kira Village involving our player of the week, Kieran Richards, saw Kira really off the back of Richards have a strong win. Kira, they've been solid all year. What can you say? What more can you say about them? Eight for 285 in a one dayer. Good score. Kieran Richards, 134, 90, 18 boundaries. He did his job. Westing reply struggled a little bit with nine for 176. Yeah, Kira's two. Two bowlers, Troy Coleman and Nicholas Bell, bowled 30 of the 50 overs. Ended up with figures between them of 7 for 95. So, Good captains in my mark, keeping them on. <laughs> yeah, so Richards led the platform from the front, hitting the boundary with consistency. And then Coleman and Bell were able to take great advantage of the, all the runs to play with. In the final game, we had Helensburg versus Northern District. What a hammering that was. Yeah, <laughs> Helensburg batted first at Rex Jackson and the McRae brothers d- did what they do. Mitch with the century, 103, Hayden with 84. Both solid innings as is always. Six for 242 off their 50 overs. And in reply, Northern Districts did very little. Skittle for 82, Lloyd hit a nice little 30, did him something. Uh, Lloyd didn't hit a 30, that's his bowling figures, three for none. Three for none's his bowling figures, okay. Yeah, one over. Uh, I th- he did have, I believe, pro- possibly the tail end of the 3 for 15. And, yeah, it was just a dominant bowling performance by the Hennensburg side. That's what you really want, I guess. <laughs> okay. We, this week, we're going to introduce Kieran Richards to the program. He was our Player of the Week, an absolute superstar, who not only is killing it academically, he will be chowing down on a big steak soon enough. Yeah, the Outback Steakhouse voucher, 134 runs, 98 off boundaries, as mentioned before. So far, after the three matches so far, season average of 73, selected again in the country side for Illawarra. Welcome, Kieran Richards. Start it. Start it from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom. Hi, Kieran. Welcome to the Cricket Aurora podcast. Good to have you. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, got to be pretty proud to be player of the round. It was a huge score, a match-winning score, really, on the weekend. Um, you able to tell us a bit about it? Uh, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I wasn't expecting too much going into it, um, just because... At uni at the moment, I was just thinking about exams pretty much, so I had a pretty clear head in regards to cricket, sort of just rocked up as a break, um, won the toss on a good deck, and just started playing my game. I was pretty free, and a couple of shots went my way, and started focusing with my other batsmen, and just came off, I guess. Do you reckon there was the one-day format kind of suited you a lot more than the two-day, with the first day being washed out? Um, it doesn't really bother me too much pretty much go about it the same way I normally would. Like, I guess 
naturally I'm a pretty attacking batsman, but saying that, I did take my time to get sorted before I started hitting a few more boundaries. Yeah, I was going to say, going off the scorecard, um, we weren't at the game, but 130-odd um, off the rope. So I was getting a yeah. bit of an idea that you enjoy the the shots a bit more. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say that we were slogging shots per se. Yeah. Um, they were along the ground, but a couple I just go the maximum. Did feel pretty good doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um. The West opening bowler, Matt Cram, he ended up with five for what wasn't enough for them, but he also ended up getting your prize wicket. Um, was he difficult to face on the weekend? Uh, to start off with, yeah, they were putting him in good areas. Um, props to Oscar Oberon Corby as well. He was down the other end to start off with. They were putting him in great areas. Um, they were hard to face to start off with, and um, once we saw them off, it got a bit easier once we got our eyes in. But at the end, yeah, um, Cram bowled great. He was putting in good areas. Yeah. A bit harder to put away. You know, break the rewards and you see that in the scorecard. Yeah, that's for sure. You had the old hand at the other end of the wicket for a lot of it. I believe it was around a 140-odd run partnership with Mark Johnston. And oh, yeah, Jono. Yeah. He um, well, yeah. Stole, the stri- stole the strike for a bit and I think he scored about 30-odd <laughs> runs or something when I was in my 90s and I was getting a bit annoyed at him for a while, but no. Nah. <laughs> In yeah. regards to the tank, he was, he was playing great. He was creaming them everywhere around the park. So was he a good supporter at the other end, or he just really butchered you? No, absolutely. He was a great partner. We've had a few partnerships already this year. Um, when he scored his 99, I was batting with him then, so I guess we're getting pretty used to each other. Um, yeah, we know when the calls are right. Um, we rotate the strike really well, and he's a really good mentor to have. He's a lot of experience in the game. He's quite intelligent in that regard. So you've been playing pretty well all season. Did you think a big score like this was coming around the corner? Well, I felt pretty good um, to start with in the season with the 82 against Helensburg. They got a really good attack up there as well. Um, but yeah, it just seems to be coming off this season. I think I've matured as a player, but as a person as well, which has helped. Um, I did score three against Northern Districts up there, which I was pretty annoyed about because I was hoping for another big score. Definitely. But yeah, I did, did feel like one was coming soon. Uh, um, you said that you're studying at uni. I believe you're in first year. Are you able to tell us what you're studying and where you're studying? Um, currently at University of Wollongong studying pre-medicine. So mm-hmm. that's getting me pretty busy at the moment. Um, I had my first exam yesterday. So, yeah, been pretty full on. And cricket's been a good break for that. Have you always been a Kira junior or...? No, actually, um, ironically, I started at West Illawarra. Oh, okay. um, I moved to Kira the bottom age of under 16s just because a lot of my friends a lot of my friends played Akira and stuff yep. um, but yeah saying that I do get along with all the guys at West which made it a bit easier out there on the weekend <laughs> a lot of sledging then obviously <laughs> uh, there's a few chirps here and there but it was all good fun a bit of banter going around um, talking in between balls which is always good um, we just want to do a couple of quick fire questions just so the um, listeners can get a bit more of an idea about you. I, I'm sure a lot of them already do. Um, I was going to ask, who is the most current or former Australian cricket player that you would describe yourself to? Current or former cricket player? Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, some may say Mitch Marsh at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, that's a real hard one. I sort okay. of modelled my game 
bit around Matty Hayden, I'd say. I'd like to hit the ball as well as he could, um, just because he's an opening bat as well. Bigger boy, hit the ball. But, yeah, to get the consistency like him and not a bit more like Mitch Marsh would be a bit better. <laughs> Does that mean your favourite shot's the pull shot and the straight drive? Oh, I love a good pull shot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you've been um, retained in the country championship side, which is playing in um, a couple of weeks. Got to be pretty excited to see your name in the squad again. Yeah, it's always good to see. Played a bit of rep cricket this season. Um, played a 2020 against Campbelltown. And again, there's a lot of experienced blokes in those sort of squads, so you can learn a lot off them. It's always exciting. It's always enjoyable as well. Um, where would you like to see yourself cricket-wise in 10 years' time? Is it looking at staying around Wollongong and having a strong career in grade cricket, possibly captaining a team or great or the rep team or moving further yeah. up and up into... Yeah. yeah, I guess it'd just be a matter of just cementing my spot and just being really consistent in the Wollongong competition, uh, depending on the team that I'm playing in and the people around me. Not really sure about the captaining at the moment. Be a good experience, and I think I'd do all right in it, but still got to wait for that experience to come through. Go away for the old ball to leave. Sorry, what was that? Go away for the old bull mark to leave. (laughs) Ah, no, he's still got some years in him. He's doing well. (laughs) Um, No plans to head over to Sydney? Uh, Probably not. I I do play um, hockey in the winter up in Sydney um, for UNSW, and it's a fair bit of travel and a lot of dedication. A lot of talented cricketers up there, so I reckon I'm more of a local boy suited for cricket. All right. Well, thank you very much, Kieran, for joining the podcast. Um, congratulations again on your score and your meat voucher, which I'm sure you'll enjoy. And yeah, thanks the for that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the rest of the season. Thank you, All right. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks, thanks for having us, mate. Now introducing Dapdo captain and leading wicket takers so far in season 2016-17, Dale Skifleet. Well, I'm proud to be a Daptoid. Been one all my life. Heard there's a world past Horsley, but is it worth the stride? Welcome, Dale, to the Cricket LRO podcast. Thanks, Dan. It's been a pretty impressive start to the year. You've faced teams down the bottom neck of the ladder, but you're outright leaders and you've taken them to task. Um, got to be pretty excited with how you boys have started. Yeah, as you say, we've, got, we've had three sides that we expect to beat. Um, obviously, the Port game was good with the, with the outright win and... Uh, we could have probably had a bit of a sporting declaration against Wollongong, but we had a few guys hadn't really had a bat this year, so got it a bit longer than we needed to on the weekend. So did well, but uh, obviously the next three rounds we got Helensburg, Kira, and then uh, Dalgany. So it's three tough games that, against sides that we expect to be at the top at the end of the year. So it'll be more of a test for us, I think, and see where we're really at. In saying that, personally and from a team perspective, the bowling's on fire. So, what's the secret to that? 
Um, we're not relying on one person, basically. We've, um, we've got four guys that can basically take four or five wickets in the in the innings. Um, I've had Paddy do well. Uh, Shannon took five for, against Wollongong, and and Colin was looking um, good in the second dig. He had uh, Dave Stato in, in, in a few, uh, having a few issues against him. So, yeah, that's a big thing. I think we're just a well-balanced side at the moment. And, down from there. And obviously, with Jai as well, by on spin, it's, um, he's getting stronger and stronger. So, yeah. Shannon um, has really improved this year. Going off his stats from last year, he played 12 matches and only pulled the 12 wickets. He's already on nine wickets for the season, especially off the back of that Pfeiffer. Have you noticed any change in how he prepared for the season or technique-wise or just a bit no, of not, bounce of the not ball? No, really. A bit more luck, I think, and probably swinging the ball a little bit more than he has he did last year so yeah obviously he got taken off he got pulled pretty early against uh, Port I think it was he wasn't bowling real well but um, yeah he played well on, on against Wollongong when um, when Paddy wasn't we, we shafted Paddy and put Shannon on and five weeks later it was a good decision in the end <laughs> worked out alright then yeah, yeah. What about yourself? You started with, last year you got 19 wickets, on fire, an average of about 10. This year you've even improved on that. Is it, again, just same old, same old, or have you improved anything personally? Uh, not really. Bowling, got a few years bowling off spin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you generally uh, uh, pace bowling. Yeah, I didn't really, play, didn't really play a lot of games last year, only sort of filled in a bit. So, um, yeah, playing full-time this year, so doing all right with the ball. <laughs> bit better than all yeah. right, I think. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Yeah, but <laughs> early in the season. <laughs> so, yeah, would you tell us a bit about Paddy Hammond? I noticed that he's been selected for the Illawarra team in the country championships coming up. Um, he's part of the bowling machine that you have there. Can you tell, give us a bit about him? I yeah, tall left arm quick. Um, probably fiery than me. Good, nice and fun to uh, try and keep him under control. But uh, he's the same sort of thing. He bowls the in-swingers and then um, has a good slow ball as well. So when he's when he's bowling well, he's, he's very hard to get away with his height. So it's, um, it's just a matter of keeping everyone going. Well, things aren't just firing on the bowling end. You've got young Harry hitting runs for fun, really, averaging over 200 for, at the moment. Yeah, he probably... His best innings was probably against um, uni, really. He got the... 57 not out I think it was in that one day and he batted brilliantly there and Wollongong he probably he got to about 70 or 80 and then got dropped a couple of times but yeah, yeah I think the, the uni game where he got 60 up was, was the standout for me so far Were you expecting to use him so much this season he's quite young I think he was playing a bit of 16s last year and he's really been strong up the top um, Yeah well, the, pl- the plan was to um Bat him at six or seven or six in the uh, one days and open in the two days. Um, then uh, we obviously bowled uni up to 120, 130 odd in the first game. And I was supposed to open. We set him up to have a crack. And um, obviously he's well there, so he's been there ever since. I think he'll be there again. to be against Helensburg this weekend too. It's pretty hard to move a guy batting the way he is. Yeah, there's no, no point, really. <laughs> no, so, so you've got Hellensburg this this weekend, ta- both teams undefeated. He's playing at home. Um, yep. what, what's going to be the secret to taking them down? Um, I think patience with the bat. They've, they've obviously got a good bowling lineup, and and their top three 
their top three bats can really take it away from you pretty pretty quickly. So um, the two McCrays and Nathan Marciante, they they all bat very well. So it's uh, I think you really need to get two of them, two of them early if you're going to uh, have a chance against or a chance to restrict them anyway. I say the McCray so, brothers are definitely big hitters. They're definitely are they the biggest two threats. Yeah, I think Nathan's batting just as well as them at the moment. So he's um, he got a good fifty against Ramwick the other week, and he's got some. He's scored a few runs in the rest games. Plus, he got I think got one hundred and forty out against Wollongong in the two day a couple of weeks before that. So I think they're all they're all on about par at the moment. So are you, you going to send them in if you win the toss, or would you bowl? I mean, or would you bat? Um, we'll see how this looks out here at Reed Park. <laughs> To start with, it was very dry against Wollongong. We've got a new grounds out here, so I don't know what he's going to dish up at the moment. Hopefully they green it up a little bit for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> we've got a bat on it too, though. But, uh, yeah, I think last week was just a very slow and low and raging turner, so I mean, it, wasn't a very, well, it wasn't a very good cricket wicket, so hopefully he's um, bringing something up, better up for the game this weekend. Hopefully. Yeah. I have seen one on a new pitch, though, so... Yeah. What about the he's tips? Left, he's left plenty of grass on it to start with, so it's only Wednesday there. Okay, so they got to mulch through a couple of times first. Yeah. I say, what about the um, T20 form? It wasn't the year, first up loss. Is it going to say? Uh, first one, second loss, I think. So you feeling a bit more confident this week against um, Coromel? Shit, never ate my ball then. Sorry. You alright? Um, yeah, uh, I think we're almost full strength against. Car- yeah, we've got Ashan, our Shalankan bloke. He's out. He's got a couple of uni exams on Monday, so he's got to do some study. That's fair. Um, <laughs> and then Marshy, he's just too old and spending time with the family on a Sunday, so he's out. But uh, we've got a couple of the footy guys back in. But um, Jake Hawkins, Payne, and, and Justin Foglin's going to have a run as well. So one should be okay, but. I think down through the grades of all the with the junior rep cricket still on. I think there's numbers are struggling a little bit for Sunday. That's fair. That's fair. And speaking of junior reps or reps in total, what about yourself? Looking for a bit of a rep towards the end of the year. With in regards to in regards to anything from New South Wales country sides or anything. No, I'm not playing that in the country championships at all. Well, I I'm, that... doing the, I'm doing the Sydney T20. That's it this year. Nice. Right. So I assume there's a bit yeah. of a retirement based on the figures. Ah, uh, yeah, had enough of that sort of stuff. So, you know, it probably would have been worth going with it, with it being so close now in South Coast. But it's a big weekend away when you've got to go to Griffith or Wagga. So. That's fair. Yeah, and then um, I'll certainly be down there on Sunday to have a look and see how the boys are going. Support them, why not? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Dale, for joining the podcast. Uh, good luck this weekend and for the rest of the season. Um, uh, are, are you confident of reaching that top four? Yeah, we think we'll, we'll be there thereabouts. I think um, Carmel sort of struggled at the start. Um, they seem to have turned a bit of a corner, so they might be a bit of a challenger as well. So well, that Sunday game in the T20 might be a, a good chance to have a good look at them anyway, see how they go. Yeah, that's for sure. But um, I think the three sides that we play, the play in the next three rounds, obviously, um, Helensburg, Kier and... Bally are gonna be gonna be in that top four. But um Kira will be missing a couple and we'll be missing Paddy when we play him, so 
it'll be um, it won't be a, an ultimate test for us to see where we're at, but um, I think later in the season it certainly will be. But, um, they've been sh- they've been showing some good strength, and Kieran Richards got 130 odd last weekend. So player of the round. Yeah, doing all right. <laughs> All right, thanks again. Plenty of runs being scored. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, thanks again, Dale, for joining the podcast. It was good to get the skipper of Dapto on, especially considering he's leading the table and um, playing with so much success. So um, good luck for the rest of the year. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. All right, as we heard, two absolutely stunning interviews. What can we say? They get better and better. Yeah, a number of great interviews there. It was good to get an insight from all two players. So, yeah, so, Cam, what are you, what are you thinking about this round? Four, five one-day games, um, competition tables getting a bit hectic. Um, one day is thrown out a little bit. You can't sit there and go on the two-day form anymore unless you kind of got to judge off last week when, with the rain and whatnot. So we've got a bit of taste of it. But first up, we've got Port versus Uni. And I'm going to say Port Campbell's going to be too strong for them. Uni played well last week. A lot better than they did the week beforehand. But I still think they would do be that a little bit too short. Yeah, Port were against a tough, tough Pau side. And Pau batting did put them to the sword. Uni got close. They got that smell. It's going to be a tough game. But the fact that it's back at Port's home... At King George the Fifth, I'm gonna have to give Port Port my tip. So Bow Gowney, after their big win last week, talking to the Devil, playing West at Judy Masters Oval. How do you see that game playing out, Ken? The defending champs have been strong all year. They'll continue to be strong. West, uh, they didn't play brilliantly. Yeah, that one seventy six wasn't it? They got yeah, they were outplayed by Kira. So it wasn't not the greatest form coming into it. So. Gotta go with Balgani. Yeah, I don't think I think the Balgani batting lineup will again probably be too strong for the West Bowlers. Matt Cram off a of Pfeiffer and might cause a bit of trouble, but really they did not stand tall last week for West. So I think Balgani will again be way too strong, especially at the home ground, Judy Masters. That that I think they'll take him to the full. You gotta think it's gonna be a pretty comfortable win for Balgani. Alright, Danny boy, the third game of the week is Carmel versus North at Zeems. Who? What do you reckon is going to go? Well, I'm going to have to back in the home side again, Carmel. Nor- Northern's batting last week. It won't happen again. And 86, I believe. Yeah, but, they got rolled. <laughs> yeah, but I've got to give it... I just don't think they can improve enough, even with a point to prove to beat Carmel. Um, Carmel's got a couple of strong players on form in Saviour. Um, taking a Pfeiffer last week and also Trindle, Curtis Trindle with the century. I think Coromel will take this one out. See, I'm going to go the opposite way on this one. Be core. Norv, they've got 89. Like that, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence coming into it, but Coromel, they, they beat Uni. It wasn't a strong batting. They got 220 against Uni. I don't think that's an amazing score. And I think Northern Districts have... They're a shot. Yeah, I, I, I think it's fair that they're a shot. Okay, now fourth game for the week. It's going to be Tim Laws, who captains the Country Association, against uh, his Wollongong team versus Kira. How do you see it going? Yeah, they're travelling up to Kira. Um, you know, it was great form that Kira's been in, and 
all of their players have been getting formed. D'Souza, Johnston, Richards, they've all been chipping in. I'm going to play the devil, and I think that it's about time that Wollongong is going to join the winner's circle. They've got a too strong line-up. I know they're travelling, but I think they can get the win. What about you, Cam? I like the prediction it was bold. It's wrong, but it was bold. Kira is going to win, and they're going to win big. They're, like you said, they've got a bunch of players on form. Johnston, between Johnston, they've got our player of the week this week, Richards, D'Souza. They're just, they've, even Neil Honover's in with them. They've just got a very, very good team, and they'll continue to win, really. All right, I'll cop that, Cam. Let's go to what I see as the match of the round. That day, Tabletoppers versing Hannonsburg with the McRae brothers at Reed Oval. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight, but I'm... After speaking to Dale, I'm confident with how his team is going to shape up at home on the weekend. I think they're going to see out the McRae brothers and Hellensburg. Credit to the rest of the batting lineup and win. That for the win. So I'm not going to say which way I reckon it's going to be. They're going to be an absolute thriller. But it comes down to two names. You said it yourself. The McRae brothers. They do what they do with the Willow. Um, Hellensburg could get anything really, but one of them doesn't fire. All of a sudden, you got to give advantage Dapto. Yeah, it was a strong bowling performance by that last week. I, I think they'll be able to rattle rattle their cages and take out the win. I say, I don't know. You, I just don't bet against the McCray brothers, put it that way. In a very special week for Cricket Illawarra in the region, we have the country championships coming up this round, where our boys, led by Tim Laws, will be looking to have a great performance on the 18th, 19th and 20th. Well, there's, As I said, skipped by Tim Laws. Kieran Richards, our guest this week, is opening with him. Adam Berwick, another former guest. Bit of a theme here, Danny boy. Yep, we get the best of the best. Nathan Massiante will be in at four. Lachlan Dunn at five. Jacob Hand, the keeper batsman at six. Neil Honover, what a player he is at seven. Oscar Osborne Covey at eight. Jason Banyard at nine. Xavier McDevitt at ten. And Patrick Hammond at 11, rounding it out. A couple of spares as well. We've got Murray Crow and Mitchell. Platter. Solid team all around, really. Yeah, strong team. The best of the best. I'm sure they'll do us proud. They're playing um, Riverina on the 18th at Gary Emery Oval. They're playing Southern slash ACT on the 19th at Keith Gray Oval in Albion Park. Rounding it out on the 20th against West at Jeff Shaw Oval at Oak Flats. Great to see as many local cricketing fans getting out to the games and supporting their regional countryside. I'm sure... Our guests are going to carry the team and lead them to victory. And I say, if you're a fan of local cricket, you might as well come to this. Like, it's the best of our boys, so what more can you say? You want to see them all batting together, hitting a few big sixes, bowling incredibly quick, come out to the three games, as Danny said. Yeah, and on top of that, so these games are in a week's time. We've got this round, we've got the second round of the 2020 competition where we've got five games so hefty schedule on the first grade cricketers this week or all cricketers this week with the one day game on the Saturday and the 2020 on the Sunday and um, good luck to all the teams and I'm sure there'll be plenty of sixes hit. I like the split I like the way they're doing it this way and I like the fact they've got them I think they put the first ones in midweek from memory that the Wednesday night for them so that's a lot better I reckon it's going to be a lot of fun it will be 
couple one day we've got the couple of the boys in form before the T20s where we see a bit more of the fireworks. I'd say there'll be a couple of sore heads with the hit and giggle, but all good fun. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> all right, thank you for joining us this week, guys. As and always, we appreciate it. Look forward to you all tuning in for next week. See you then. Bye.